What a hell of a game. I can't believe you missed it, Cliff. Actually, I take that back since you went to Dance Academy, right? It wasn't just any academy. I'll have you know I was formally trained by the one and only Jean Kelly. I don't even know what that is, but I hope you got to see her privates. Private? Jean isn't a lady, Roger. He's the greatest hoofer of any generation, and he's coming in to record today. Holy smokes. Gene Kelly is coming in to record today. The last time I saw him, I was a little boy, and I fell and sprained my ankle in class. I remember I was crying in the corner, alone, naturally. And he came over and wrapped his hand around my ankle, and I swear I felt it start to... heal. I bet you wish he touched more than your ankle. What? What? What's in that box you've got there? Oh, this? What's in here is... not for you. But wait. Roger, how did you know about the Dance Academy? I never told anyone about that! The year is 1951. The new city radio broadcast struggles against the rise of television. With their careers on the line, the radio team has but one season to save the station. This is Writers at the Edge, Episode 4, The Babbitt and the Bromide. What do you mean you've stolen our script? Duke means exactly what he said. The network was looking for fresh television ideas, so they turned to the most talented and brilliant man they know. And who would that be? Me! I meant me! Miss Brant? To his credit, Duke didn't know what he was pitching until he remembered that infectious axe wound, Sally. Alice. Well, who are you talking about? Duke's talking about Sally's script. With a little tweaking, it'll do wonders now that it is in his name. You're an idiot! You know I can sue you! Miss Brant. <laughs> You don't have the money or the legal rights for that. Face it, Bevcakes. You're an idiot, and you're in over your head. I'm sorry, I tried. Bev, where are the gifts for Mr. Kelly? Did Flo not tell you to wait outside, Clifford? I did. Is that Clark? Clark! You won't believe what Duke's done. This is more important than that phone call, I assure you. Where are the gifts for Mr. Kelly that I asked you to pick up? I gave that job to Alice. Now get out of my office! You gave the job to her? Why? Flo! Gene Kelly, huh? Duke forgot he was stopping by today. It's a good thing he took that script. Now Gene won't have the chance to choke on that sad air of your writers. Gosh, I should kick your teeth in. Mostly so you can stop speaking in the third person. Television changes, people, Bevy. This is how we all speak in TV land. Say, Duke, what's it like? Finally doing business with the big boys. <laughs> Florence, get in here! Yes, Miss Brant? Shut the door, sit down. Should I get a pen? No, I just need you to do some things for me. Number one. I'm really sorry. I need a pen. Number one. Mr. Wellington has decided... Can I borrow some paper? Mr. Wellington has decided it would be a fantastic idea to steal the script for... Oh no, what crud? Stop talking! 
I need you to get Gene Kelly's people on the line and tell them we have to cancel. Without a script, there's no sense in him coming down. Aww. What? Cliff's gonna be heartbroken. Who cares? Clifford is no longer allowed to barge into my office. Knife him if you have to. Knife Cliff. Thirdly, get me a gun so I can murder Duke. Should it be a loaded gun? I'm not being serious, Flo. It's a metaphorical gun. Should it be a metaphorically loaded gun? What is this? I thought Jean would like some macaroons and these vintage Parisian postcards. I even found an Eiffel Tower that sings. Listen. What the hell was that for? I specifically told Bev, bow ties. Did you even glance at my instructions? I did, but I didn't think bow ties made any sense. That shows how much you don't know, Alice. Mr. Kelly loves bow ties, and he would have appreciated them more than this gaggle of cheap knickknacks. Where did you even find this crap? On the side of the road? Was a gypsy selling them out of her van? I went to six stores to put this package together. Well, I feel sorry for you because it's a waste like your existence. Calm down, Cliff, and go back to your cornflakes. You're just grumpy because it's almost noon and you haven't had your breakfast yet. Afternoon, writers. Willie, Cliff, Miss Alice. What is that magical sound? Look what you did, Cliff. You broke it. I'm serious. What is that sound? Ow! Damn it, Alice! Can I have this? It's all yours, Buzz, since Cliff ruined it for Gene Kelly. Why would you ruin anything for Gene Kelly? Well, if you won't tell me, what's this box do? That's none of your business! Unhand my box, Buzz. Not until I peek inside. Holy mother of Shakespeare, look at this! Buzz, no! <laughs> look at that leotard, it's so sparkly. And small. Cliff, why don't you tell us why you're carrying around a box full of baby tap shoes and dance clothes? They're not for babies. They were mine when I was ten. I was a late no bloomer. Is that small Give me dead. back my leotard, Alice. No, I'm keeping this as payment for my Eiffel Tower. Just tell us why you've got all this weird stuff and maybe I'll give you your leotard back. When I was little, Gene Kelly was my ballet teacher and... <laughs> Sorry, I... <laughs> Go on. And I've been saving up my stuff for the day when we would meet again and he could sign all of it. What are you doing, Buzz? I was soundtracking Cliff's sob stories with little baby Cliff's noises. Look at my hands. They're like little baby Cliff feet, only bigger. Your hands are not my baby feet. Give me back my tap shoes. No. Give me back my tap shoes, Buzz. Thank you. Mr. Kelly, it's so nice to meet you. I'm Alice Bell, head writer. What's that? Oh, the script? <laughs> no, it's not that good. It's amazing. Fantastic, even. The best you've ever read. Oh, no, no, stop. It's too much. Alice, you do know we're all sitting right here. I know, I was just practicing. Good afternoon, writers. I... Buzz, why are you here? Don't you have some chickens to strangle? 
I would never do that. I'm a vegetarian. Anyway, writers, I have some bad news. I know you all have been anticipating his arrival, but I'm sad to say that Gene Kelly will not be coming in to record with us. What? Do you mean he's not coming in to record my episode today? No, Alice. For the 16th time, he's doing a televised appearance instead. And Cliff's down! So, Gene Kelly isn't coming in to record my episode? No, Alice. For the 16th time, he's doing a televised appearance instead. Why is television kidnapping everyone we love? Who else is it taken? Oh. oh. Look, Cliff's coming too. How you doing, kid? What? What happened? You almost died! No, you didn't. Clifford, you just passed out. I... I was having this awful dream where Gene Kelly was coming in, and then... Then he wasn't, and I felt my heart stop. Cliff, Gene Kelly isn't... Real! He must be a figment of your imagination, because who is this Gene Kelly you speak of? Ow! Alice! Clifford, listen to me. Gene Kelly isn't coming in to record, so you need to collect yourself and... And he's out again. Well, comatose Cliff or no comatose Cliff, without Gene Kelly, we've got a script to rewrite. My script. Alice's script. That's right. I think I hear my phone ringing. I don't hear anything. I've got to take that call. Why don't you all stuff Clifford in a cab and take the rest of the day off? Do whatever it is you people do. Well, at least I got a new sound out of this. What's that supposed to be? It's the sound of Cliff's dreams dying! <sighs> Duke Wellington, Duke Wellington, he stole the script from under them, and nobody will punish him because they will receive not even a hymn at the funeral because he will kill them. With kindness, a little kindness. Only Duke was just kidding about the kindness, not about the murder, because he would likely execute. Duke! What, Carol? Are you trying to say again? No, Carol! If you are, stop it! I don't want to have to repair the bathroom mirror again! <laughs> oh, ha ha ha! You're so funny, Carol. Why don't I just divorce you so you can marry your own jokes? Cow! Will Cliff's heart go on now that Gene Kelly isn't coming? Or will his absence cause a total eclipse of Cliff's heart? Find out on the next Writers at the Edge. This episode of Writers at the Edge was written by Angela Jackson and directed by Matt Brousseau. Featuring Bob McCarthy as Roger, Christian Isley as Duke, Jason Acevedo as Cliff, Natalie Van Sistine as Bev, Tara Keneally as Alice, Taylor Gerard as Buzz, Tayshawn Farr as Flo, Tom Bowman as Willie, plus the voice talents of Marcy Mancati. Music composed by Rebecca Nystad. Assistant Director, Angela Jackson. Production Assistant, Natalie Van Sistine. Recording Engineer, Rebecca Nystad. And produced by David Pierczynski. Concept for Writers at the Edge by Jocelyn Pierce. This program was produced for the Columbia College Chicago School of Media Arts, Radio Department, Barbara Calabrese Chair, and WCRX-FM, the student-run radio station of Columbia College Chicago.